It's time for your Low Country Real Estate Market Update. It's the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show. Brian is one of the top 1% real estate agents in Charleston. Find him online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Or call him at 843-400-8009. Now, broadcasting from the WTMA studios, here's your host, Brian Beatty. Good morning, Charleston, and welcome to another edition of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show here on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. This marks the 10th year that I have been on this program, helping you better understand the real estate market, the trends within it, and the process of buying, selling, or investing in real estate so that you become an informed consumer. Uh, so thank you so much for listening to this program. If we didn't have uh, folks tune in and, and listen to the information and rely on that uh, advice to help shape their understanding of the market, we wouldn't be here. So thank you for, for listening to the show. I know we've got a lot of longtime listeners and uh, always appreciate hearing from you guys off air. Uh, if you ever want to reach out to me, my number is 843-800-0065. And we get a lot of calls where uh, we're just kind of helping people through the initial parts of the process, talking about you know, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. What should I know? What should I plan for? Uh, and I love those types of phone calls. Uh, of course, we help people buy and sell. We've been in business for 17 years. We've sold over 1,200 homes here locally uh, to the tune of about a billion dollars in real estate volume. So uh, always happy to earn your business and appreciate those opportunities as well. So again, if you ever want to reach out to me, if I can ever help you in any way, my number is 843-800-0065. Or you can check us out online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. So here's what I have planned for today. I'm, I'm, I haven't done this in a while because we typically segment this show where I offer some advice to buyers. I offer some advice to sellers. Maybe I talk about a specific part of the process or uh, just you know offer some random advice. And then we talk about the market. This show is going to be a little different. I want to take you through... The process, start to finish, of selling a house. Everything from the initial conversation all the way through closing. So that's the plan. And we'll probably take some some segues along the way. Uh, but that's what I have planned for this show is to just give you guys a full, comprehensive overview of selling a home in this type of market. And I think this is timely because obviously the market is changing. Right, It has changed. We are not in the market we were in this time last year where interest rates were at 3%. People were fighting over homes. Multiple offers were expected. And if your home was on the market for more than a week, you were like, what in the world's going on? What's wrong? Now we're back to a bit of a normal market. You know, The inventory of homes that are available for sale hasn't really climbed up yet. We're not sure if it will. But because inventory is low, it's still, you know, technically on paper, if we're looking at data, it's a seller's market, but everybody within the market right now is behaving as if it's a buyer's market. So if you're going to sell your home in this market, I want to take you through this process. And the first step is really just the decision to sell. You know, you have a lot of folks that are, are thinking about doing it, which you know, an agent can be really helpful in that specific situation because we can talk about, well, hey, if you were to sell, you know, where would you go? 
how much could you sell your home for? How much equity do you have that you can apply to your new home? So on and so forth. Um, but I'm going to start as if you've made the decision that you want to sell your home. So I think one of the first types of questions you need to answer is what type of seller are you? Are you the type of person that needs to sell? Is there something happening in your life that has necessitated a move? Uh, or do you just want to? You know, there's there are plenty of folks that need to sell. We've got job locations. We've got growing families. We've got people that are tired of being in the rental market. Maybe they've gotten their first job or they've gotten a nice pay bump and now it's time to buy a house. We're still going to have those necessity-based transactions in any market, but it's a lot different now than it was last year in that there's not a great financial incentive because there's, you know, everybody's got a two, 3% interest rate. And so if you're going to sell and then buy something else and you're getting a mortgage, you're going to have to come to grips with the fact that you're going to spend more for that house now than you would have last year because the cost of borrowing the money is a lot higher. So if you're the type of person that just wants to sell, then you need to just answer the question of, are you going to do this on your own or are you going to hire an agent to help you with the process? And so what a lot of people do, and I want to caution against this, unless you've done this several times and you know how this process goes and you're really comfortable with it, but let's try not to get too ahead of ourselves and start doing a bunch of stuff around the house and telling our friends and so on and so forth. If, if you've decided to hire an agent, this is the time to call them and have them out to your house. You know, your goal here should be twofold. One is to just get some necessary information from them so that you can formulate a plan. But, you know, as importantly, you're, you're interviewing and selecting your agent. Now, you know, I, I really appreciate the sellers that, you know, communicate well. And I know sellers want or require excellent communication from their agent. It's, it's the number one complaint we get when we sell homes that other agents previously listed. And, you know, in the past two plus years, we haven't seen very many homes that just couldn't sell, right? There's been, there was so much demand that, um, properties were flying off the shelf. But prior to COVID, I mean, over 60% of the listings that my team and I sold were previously listed by other real estate agents. So I know how important communication is. It's just, it's the number one complaint we get uh, when we talk to sellers that had the home on the market with another agent or the last time they sold their home, they had a real issue with communication with the agent. So when I talk to folks over the phone for the first time and you know we go through everything, basically the, the who, what, when, where, why, and how of of selling, it of course turns into a really productive meeting. But this is important, and this is the first piece of advice that I really want to give here. Some agents do a really good job of getting you to divulge information that, frankly, you're not ready to share with them. You know, how much would you like to sell your home for? Or how much do you think your home is worth? Or let's say we end up working together to sell your home. At what price would selling no longer make sense? These are dangerous questions for you to answer. And in other words, they're just asking you what your bottom line is. And they're asking you how much you think your home is worth. If you're only hiring one agent, but you're interviewing three, those other two agents have no business knowing what your bottom line is because they could represent the buyer to help 
purchase it. So don't answer that question until you've hired your agent. Now, that's a conversation you and your agent should have, of course, but don't volunteer that information to multiple agents because you can only hire one of them. Additionally, if you have a price in mind you'd like to sell your home for, keep it to yourself. Once the agent knows the price you want to sell your home for, they're going to basically tell you that that's the price that you should list for. What you want is an analysis. You want that agent to prove to you why they think that you should list your home at the price that they suggest, You know what the home will likely sell for, whether concessions will likely be included or not, and how long it's going to take. But I would caution you against answering questions about how much you want to list your home for, how much you want to sell your home for, or what price you won't go below. Keep that information to yourself. Now, when you're having this initial conversation uh, with, with these agents, you know you need to gather some, some basic information like, what's your home worth? And again, you want that agent to sit down with you and provide you with an analysis. They need to be able to present their opinion based on data and their interpretation of that data. You know, how much equity do you have and how will you use that to purchase your next property? You know, what, if anything, should be done to the house before it gets officially listed for sale? You know, what needs to be addressed, what could be addressed and what should not be addressed? And here's a little tip. Agents like to spend your money. (laughs) Okay. This is where experience really comes into play. Now, if you have a budget for repairs or to make some cosmetic upgrades, let's prioritize those projects and then determine through an analysis how much those repairs will cost and how much money you'll earn as a result. You know, there's a difference between repairs and renovations and remodeling. We always go for repairs first because anytime that that buyer walks through the door, they are essentially trained by the buyer agent to find things that can be used against you in the form of negotiations. Obviously, that's going to revolve around the condition of the property. And to be fair, most people don't know how much stuff costs to get fixed. I've been doing this for a long time. I renovate a ton of property. I've spent millions and millions of dollars of my own money on on rehab deals and renovations and so on and so forth. I've got a really good understanding of how much things cost. But just as importantly, I have a really good understanding of what should be done to the home that will cause you to, you can look at it two ways, either save money or make money in the transaction. Now, these agents should also have reliable and cost-effective contacts so you don't have to spin your wheels trying to find someone or, or even worse, hire someone that isn't going to do the job correctly or for too much money or take too long or any of the various nightmares that uh, you can go through when hiring a contractor. And so I, I would really appreciate the um, sellers calling the agents before they decide to do a bunch of work. Number one, so that that agent can offer up their contacts and can do those projects at a fair price. But, you know, we just we walk through so many homes where uh, the sellers invite us over and they've already done the lion's share of the work that needs to happen in order to put that property on the market. And it's just never fun that that, that cringe worthy moment where you find out how much they paid for something that you could have right off the bat saved them thousands of dollars on. So when you're talking to this agent, get a really good plan together for uh, what needs to be repaired uh, and what could be improved 
if and only if it's going to cause your home to sell faster and or sell it for more money. And, and there's a return on that investment. When you're talking to this agent, you, of course, also need to better understand what the current state of the market is, right? Um, people that cite national numbers, um, to me, at least, don't, they're, not, they're not in tune with the local market. Because it's easy for anybody to go online and pull some numbers on what's happening in the national market. And, and it does help to an extent to understand some of the trends that are happening nationally because people move to Charleston from all over the country and all over the world. But real estate is local. We need to understand what's happening in your neck of the woods, in your price range. What's affecting buyers looking for homes like yours? What do we need to take into consideration? Um, when should you list the property. Let's look at everything else that's on the market under contract or sold in your neighborhood. Maybe there's an opportunity for you to list sooner rather than later, or maybe there's a home that, you know, the price just doesn't quite make sense. It's, it's listed for more than it probably should be. And it's under contract. Well, maybe it makes sense to wait until that sale gets recorded so that you benefit from a higher value because of that most recent sale. On the flip side, maybe someone else just listed their property and it's slightly below what you would like for them to be selling that house for, but it's not under contract yet. You know, Maybe you can race and get your home under contract first and sold before that person in that desperate type of situation and, and that lower sale has an impact on the value of your property. Um. And then we should also be talking about hey, what can be done prior to the property officially hitting the market to generate some interest in the property. There's uh, when, when you get to the point where you're going to hire an agent and they present you with a listing agreement, you've got two basic options. You can either do it uh, the way most people do it, which is the full-blown marketing plan. You put it on the MLS. You put it on all kinds of websites. You expose the property to anyone and everyone everywhere. The other option is something called a brokerage exclusive where you don't officially get listed in the MLS, the agents that you hire uses their contacts and the contacts of other agents within their brokerage to basically market your property behind the scenes. And there's a bunch of benefits to that. There's obviously some disadvantages. Um, and if that's something you want to learn more about, then uh, we can we can have that conversation. You know, one of the things that we do when we go to a seller's home is, you know, we've got a pretty clever way of analyzing our current database of 25,000 people to say, Hey, if we're going to list this property in this area, at this price, how many buyers do I have for this home right now? And it's usually hundreds plural. That's a great option for a seller that maybe doesn't need to sell. They'd like to sell. They've got some things they want to do to the house. They know it's going to take a little time. And we behind the scenes can start having conversations with buyers to see who out there might be interested. Maybe even bring a buyer to the table and transact before you go through the process of opening up your home and showing it and so on and so forth. So those are some of the initial things that you want to get some information from your agent on. But then you also, you know, you want to, you want to interview them, right? How do they present themselves? How do they analyze, interpret, and advise you? What do they do specifically to market their properties for sale? You know, how do they proactively market your home? This is extremely important because again, we're in a, we're in a different market. Now, most agents basically threw the property up on the MLS 
all the other agents out there that are working with buyers see it. All the agents that have created searches for those buyers would push out that new listing. That buyer would receive an email saying, hey, here are today's new listings. They see it. They want to go and uh, view it in person, potentially make an offer. That was happening at rapid fire for the past two years. It's not quite the same now, and I don't think it will be. Uh, I, I, you know, obviously, it's not going to be the same as it was uh, when we had you know two and a half, three percent interest rates, right? This just just a different market, less demand. But you want to understand what that agent is going to do proactively to find buyers for your home, because most of what agents do is very reactive in nature. And what I mean by that is, as soon as an agent enters a property into the MLS. Of course, it goes out to all of the agents that have access to it. It goes out to all the buyers that have had searches created by agents, right? So they get an email with the new listing. And then that property syndicates to like thousands of websites, right? It goes to every brokerage's website, every single real estate agent's website that has, you know, an MLS feature to it. It goes on Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, Redfin, you name it. It's it's exposed to all of those large national portal-based sites. They stick a sign in the yard. Maybe they do uh, an open house. Uh, most agents don't know how to market open houses, but never mind that for now. The point is, most agents are just very reactive in nature. It's, it's kind of this set it and forget it approach. And for a lot of agents, that's all they've needed to do for the past few years because there was so much demand that, the property was going to sell anyways. So from the agent's perspective, we're not this way, but for many agents, the idea was, well, why spend extra money on extra marketing if we're going to sell the property in two days anyways? I mean, there's you, you can see the rationale behind it, but when you hire a real estate agent, you should hire the one that's going to give you the best shot to make the most money possible and have this be as easy of a transaction as possible. It's not going to be stress-free because there's no such thing as a stress-free transaction, but you need to have a very clear understanding of what they're going to do personally, proactively to find buyers for your home. Or maybe they're not going to do that. Maybe they're just going to put it in the MLS and you know, you can kind of paint the picture in your mind, kick their feet up on the desk and wait for the phone to ring. These are questions you need to ask. You also need to find out, hey, do they have any guarantees? What sort of incentives do they offer? What does accountability look like? How are they held accountable to doing what they say they're going to do? That's a big one. And for a lot of sellers, they're frankly not very happy with their agent, but they don't want to go through the process of taking it off the market and interviewing agents again and going back on the market and blah, blah, blah. So they just deal with it. You want to try and get it right the first time, right? the cost of making a bad hire. Uh, we, we all know that story. And then of course you need to find out like, you know, how much do they cost? What does their commission look like? And the less value there is, the more the cost is going to be questioned at, as it should be. You know, how long is their agreement for? Is there a clear exit strategy? If things don't work out, how are they going to communicate with you? What sort of information do they provide to help you understand what they, the agent, are doing on a consistent basis and how they interpret the market's reaction to your home so that you can react to that feedback if necessary. Now, some of you might be like, look, this is, this is a lot already. We haven't even started showing the property yet, much less negotiated a contract or plan the move or 
pack the house or so on and so forth. And, and some of you might just say, eh, you know, look, I trust you. You know what you're doing. Everything's going to work out just fine. Well, I mean, it could. But this year, the market demands more attention, time, effort, and skill than in years past. You know, there's there's always an opportunity to win or lose a bunch of money when you sell your house. And I'm a firm believer in the idea that agents have a direct impact on your bottom line. So, I mean, obviously you can do things your own way. My job on this show is to educate you, provide you with advice based on my experiences, you know, again, someone that's sold about a billion dollars worth of real estate here locally uh, and just uh, have you benefit from that. You know, we're talking about a lot of money here. So after you've selected your agent, then that's when we start setting some things into motion. And so we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and I'm going to talk more about that here in just a minute on the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Remember, if you want to reach out to me and talk about selling your home, we have variable commission options that go down as low as 2.4%. We've got all kinds of great incentives. Like if you sell and buy a home with us, we'll pay your moving expenses. Um, and several other things. So reach out to me personally if you'd like more information on that, 843-800-0065. Or check us out online, listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Stick around for more of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Have a real estate question? Ask Brian Beatty. Send him an email, lowcountryhomesales at gmail.com. The Brian Beatty Real Estate Show is on 1250 WTMA. 1250 WTMA, the big talker. Now, here's more of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on the big talker. 1250 WTMA. Welcome back, folks. As the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues here on the big talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. So this show, I'm dedicating to the process of selling a house in, in, in its entirety, from start to finish, a comprehensive overview of what it looks like to sell your house. So we've just started, uh, or really just finished, the initial phase, which is having an agent come out to your house, interviewing agents, determining which one you want to go with. And so now we're at the point where it's time to start setting some things into motion, right? We've got uh, home prep. We've got maybe a pre-listing home inspection, staging, photography, videography, marketing materials, all the things we need to do to get the property on the market. So I want to give some some advice here because, um, again, this year, we're going to have to put more time and attention into the presentation of the home than in years past, right? The market's a little softer now that interest rates are as high as they are. Demand is a little lower than it has been. And so now we need to do what we can to have our homes stand out rather than the, ah, it's good enough. Um, now there's going to be plenty of folks that think that way and, and do that. And will it be okay? Yes, sure. But if you're the type of person that wants to sell your home for the most money possible, then it's going to be a little bit more demanding of a process moving forward. So, and I know that there are plenty of people out there that need to sell their home because, you know, look, the homes, it's gotten away from them a little bit, right? There's maintenance that needs to be done around the house and, and it's compounded to the fact or to the point where they just, you just can't afford to do all the things that you need to do to live in a, you know, essentially close to brand new home, right? There are plenty of folks that just don't have access to that kind of money. Maybe you're, roof needs to be replaced and 
your HVAC systems are 20 plus years old and so is your water heater and it just needs some big ticket items coming up here shortly. And so a lot of folks say, well, you know what, rather than pay for those things now uh, and we want to sell anyways, might as well just pass that off to the buyer. Well, the only challenge with that, of course, is that especially because the market is is weaker, buyers aren't just going to accept the fact that the roof and the HVAC and all these big ticket items that are, you know, 10, 20, 30 plus thousand dollars are going to need to be replaced soon. They're going to incorporate that into their offer amount and into negotiations, either before you're under contract, right? The initial negotiating phase, or they're going to do it after the fact, after they've had their home inspection done. So if you live in a home where you know you've got a you know you've got some stuff going on that needs some repair and uh, your systems are older and you know especially for those that live on a crawl space or elevated crawl space we're just we always see stuff underneath the house that the owners aren't even aware of. So it makes sense in my opinion if you have one of those types of homes to get a pre-listing home inspection. Let's go ahead and identify what those things are that the buyer will likely ask for us to fix. We can either choose to fix them now or we can get quotes for how much those things would cost to fix. And now we can share that information with the buyer so that we as the seller aren't being taken advantage of by either the buyer's opinion of how much it might cost to fix something, which is always higher than, than it typically is uh, in, in relation to the seller. Um, or maybe the buyer has a contractor that comes out after the home's under contract when they do their home inspection um, and they produce a quote. Well, guess what? A buyer's contractor it, that knows they're essentially going to use the quote as negotiations, they're not going to do the sellers any favors, right? They're going to charge as much as they can for those things Uh, maybe inflate those numbers a little bit so that the buyer can get a better deal. You want to be in control of that process. That's a great way. It's a great tip for saving money in this process. And again, you should be working with an agent that has these types of contacts that are reliable, that show up on time, that are cost effective, that are going to get your project done rather than finish 20% of it and then skip out of town for two weeks and then over time, do bits and pieces. And then the next thing you know, you've got, you know, four months have lapsed and this project that could have gotten done in a week by someone else is still unfinished. I mean, anybody that's hired a contractor has likely had a version of that story. Uh, It's not fun. It's not fun at all. So I I do highly suggest for those that live in a home that's a little bit older to get a pre-listing home inspection. Now, those can run a few hundred bucks, depends on the size of the home, age of the home, so on and so forth. But as a nice little incentive for listeners of this program, if you hire me as your real estate agent, we will pay for your pre-listing home inspection. So we will pay to have an inspector come out and identify those issues. And then we'll have uh, our contractors quote how much it would cost to repair those things. And we can make a decision based on your budget, whether we repair those things now or we just simply provide that information to the buyer so they can make an informed decision so that we're not taken advantage of by the buyer's contractor or the buyer's opinion or perception of how much that might cost. So after we do all these things to prep the home, now we're ready to put it on the market. If you've hired an agent that 
is really in tune with marketing, they've also been behind the scenes communicating with all the leads that they maintain to see if anyone might be interested in your property. Now, as a buyer, I'm sure you would agree that it's really nice when an agent calls you and says, hey, I've got something. It's not on the market yet, but check this out, right? Everybody loves that. doesn't matter what it is. You want the inside scoop, right? Well, if an agent is really good at marketing and they actually do the work, right? They actually pick up the phone and make the phone calls. um, It creates this fantastic opportunity for you as a seller to hit the ground running or to potentially even sell your home before it lists for sale. But either way, let's just assume that now you're ready to hit the market. I like listing properties on Thursdays. Now that's a random comment. Why would I say that? Well, in our specific MLS, when you list a property, it has this little tag next to it that says new listing and it stays there for three days. So if you list your property on a Thursday, then you've got the new listing tag Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Now, when do most people view properties on the weekends? When do they typically plan their weekends? Unless you're like my wife who, I mean, for whatever reason, we're always booked out weeks or months in advance, but that's also what happens when you have young kids. But that's when buyers are making their plans to go and see properties. So if you list it on a Thursday, boom, it shoots to the top of the list. You decrease effectively your days on market. Now, let's talk a little bit about the showing process. There's um, a few things that you need to know, and I'm going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and I'm going to walk you through how people view real estate, the process associated with it, and, and frankly, why that means anything to you. So we're going to take a quick break. But again, if you want to reach out to me, if you have some questions about the market, you're thinking of selling your home, I've mentioned a few incentives like our 2.4% listing commission or a free pre-home in, or pre-listing home inspection, uh, so on and so forth, feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to take you through all of that. 843-800-0065. That's 843-800-0065. Or check us out online at listingsincharleston.com. So stick around, folks. I'll be right back. Find Brian Beatty online at listingsincharleston.com. The Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues next on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA. 1250 WTMA. You're listening to The Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Welcome back, folks, as the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues here on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. So we're talking about the process of selling a home, start to finish. I'm giving you guys some some gold here, some some nuggets of wisdom uh, in the you know 17 years that I've been selling real estate and the 1,200 plus homes that I've sold and things that I've learned along the way. So we're now at the point where the home has officially listed for sale, right? That's the part of the process we're on. If you're just joining us. I want to talk about showings and it's the, the format for showings has really changed uh, over the past several years. It, it depends on how long it's been since you sold your home, but it used to be, and I guess I'm dating myself a little bit here, but it used to be that when you wanted to show a property, you called the listing agent. You said, Hey, I want to see it at this day and time. The listing agent calls the seller. The seller calls the listing agent. The listing agent calls the buyer agent. The buyer agent calls the buyer, blah, 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 big back and forth. 
Several years ago, they changed that to an online platform to where now agents go online, they select the homes that they want to see, they select the day and the time, and then a third-party company reaches out to the seller to confirm those showings. So it's great from an efficiency perspective because I no longer have to have my phone surgically attached to my face. You know, God forbid I miss a, a call and it's a showing request on one of my listings. That all happens online now. But the problem with that is that the person showing the home and the person listing the home are no longer talking to one another before that showing occurs. So you can see it as a problem. I see it as an opportunity. So for the past several years, God, I want to say at least 10 years, uh, we have uh, kind of modified that process and we qualify our showings, at least on the listings where that makes sense, right? If it's a vacant home, then you as a seller aren't inconvenienced by having somebody walk through it. But for the folks that work from home or, uh, you know, maybe one of the spouses works and the other is at home with the kids and a dog and they've got to run around and clean up the home and then leave for an hour for a showing. I'll tell you what, it gets really frustrating as a seller when you go through that process, which is like a two plus hour process. And then you receive the feedback from the agent and they're like, Hey, great house. Um, you know, buyer's not ready to make a move. They're just starting their search. Basically, what happened was the buyer agent used your house as an opportunity to try and earn that buyer's business whenever they're actually ready to buy something. Because for a lot of agents, their value proposition is, well, hey, let's just go out and look at some homes. And a lot of folks like doing that. Um, but as a seller, it can be a massive waste of your time and a huge frustration. So, it's really important that if if you're going to leave your house, it's for good reason. So, you know, before those showings occur, I mean, we still use the online process. We still make sure that the date and time of the showing works for our sellers. But then we go in behind them. We call those agents and we say, hey, you know, if uh, just a few questions, I just want to make sure that this showing makes sense and, and provide you some information that you can then relay to your buyers when you're showing the property. But you know, the first question is if they walk through the house and they like what they see, are they in a position to make an offer? And we probably cancel like 20% of our showings because they're not real showings. They're tire kickers. Nothing against tire kickers. Everyone's got to get out there and, you know, kind of see and feel the home that they could potentially afford in that area to make sense out of moving, right? Some people just need to go out and see what they can get for the money to help make sense out of whether it makes sense to sell and move. I get it. But you as a seller should be given the opportunity to not have your time be wasted. So we need to make sure that the people that are viewing your property are ready, willing, and able. And I'll save the other information that we that we get and questions that we ask. Just know that the qualification process for showings is a really important one and something your agent should be doing for you. Now, when those showings start occurring, right, we're going to have feedback. You as a seller always want to know. The agent should always be going in after the showing and talking to those agents and finding out what they liked and didn't like and so on and so forth. But you need to determine what these check-ins with your agents are going to look like. What kind of information are they going to provide you with and how often do they provide it so you have a record of the actions they're taking to proactively sell your home. And you know, again, with the feedback, here's the reality. Most agents don't provide it willingly. Like if a home is shown and the showing time is 4 to 5 p.m. At 5.01, the system that that same agent used to schedule the showing 
automatically sends a feedback request form to that agent. <laughs> Probably 25% of agents actually fill it out. We have to go back in and basically chase down those agents and find out what the feedback was, you know, and, and then we have to determine what kind of feedback are we actually getting? Is it the agent's feedback? Is it the buyer's feedback? Is it both? Is it valuable feedback you can actually do something with? Or was their decision not to make an offer out of your control? Things like floor plan or neighborhood or so on and so forth. But if they say something you can control or you can do something about, then obviously your agent, you and your agent need to talk about this, but they should be asking things like, well, hey, if we were able to address some or all of those concerns, would your buyer consider making an offer? And this is where the art of sales comes in. And frankly, I think the art of sales for most people, especially, well, that might not be fair to say, but I, I will say this. I think the art of sales is is being lost. I don't, you know, I, you, you guys can contest me on that, but as somebody that's been in this business, um, most agents aren't as effective at sales as I think they used to be. And I could go down a whole rabbit hole on that comment, but I'm not going to. But the, the important thing is that if the info they provide should be used to assist you in determining whether you're on the right track with your asking price, with how the property is presented, or if changes should be made. And if the buyer says something like, well, you know, we love the house, we just hate the paint color. Well, I mean, how much would it cost to paint the house? Is that something that the seller might be willing to contribute to? Or we get all these feedback requests or, or, or feedback forms responses that say, Hey, love the house silver priced. Now that's a dangerous one uh, because a lot of agents out there uh, without you knowing are having conversations with agents that say, Hey, if you just bring me, you know, X, then I'm pretty sure I can get that deal done. You know, list it's listed for a million bucks. Hey, if you bring me nine fifty, I can get that deal done. That should never come out of your agent's mouth, obviously for, for obvious reasons, but it happens. Um, and there are some agents that are pretty well known for that in, in this market. And of course, across the country, um, you want to make sure you're doing your due diligence. And that's when interviewing those agents really comes into play. You want to see how they handle themselves. Um, but if they say something like, hey, the price is too high, you, you have to be careful because that agent might be saying that just to try and get the listing agent to say, oh, well, they're, they're really negotiable and blah, 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 blah. Well, how negotiable do you think they are? Or the other classic one that buyer agents use is, hey, I don't, I don't want to waste anybody's time with putting together this offer if your seller isn't interested in it because it's just it takes a lot of time to put the paperwork together, blah, blah, blah. It really doesn't, but that's the excuse they use. Hey, would your seller be open to taking X, right? We, we never answer those questions. Make an offer and let's find out. Let's let the buyer and seller negotiate. But you've got to be really careful that uh, the agent that you're working with isn't basically giving your money away. Um, and the last thing that I'll just say really quickly is how to handle lowball offers. You know, I I think in the past two years we haven't seen very many of them. I think they're going to become more of a thing. Uh, we're already starting to see it a little bit based on you know the buyers having a little bit more uh, power in the process because they understand the trends within the market, or at least you hope they do. Um, so I don't, I don't personally care like where a buyer starts. I just care where they finish. I, I don't care if a buyer makes a $700,000 offer on a million dollar listing. We're going to counter it. We've got a very specific way of working those types of deals. And more often than not, we actually get a deal done. And it's way above that initial price that they offered. Some people just need to kind of 
get it out of their system. You know, they just need to feel like they checked that box. Hey, I know they're not going to accept this, but there's no harm in trying. It's the same school of thought as, hey, I know I'm not going to be able to sell my home for this much money, but you might as well try. It's easier to come down than it is to go up, blah, blah, blah. Um, you can spin some wheels if if that's your train of thought. Uh, and you can, frankly, if you're, if you're a buyer, there is the risk of just ticking off the seller and then becoming emotionally involved in the process and then just deciding not to sell it to you because they think you're a jerk or whatever it is. Who knows? But um, we're going to take one more break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what happens once you're under contract. We'll make that short and sweet. But if you have any questions about selling your house, you're thinking of selling your home, feel free to give me a call. We'd love to earn your business. My number is 843-800-0065. That's 843-800-0065. Or go to listingsincharleston.com. Stick around. We'll be right back. Stay tuned for more of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. 1250 WTMA, the big talker. Now, the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues on Charleston's Big Talker, 1250 WTMA. Welcome back, folks, to the last few minutes of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show here on the Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. We've been talking about the process of selling a home start to finish in this new market. So if you're just joining us, uh, I just want you to know that you can go to our website, listingsincharleston.com, and listen to recent versions of this show. You can listen to it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. We've got, gosh, 700 plus videos on YouTube where you know we're, we're in the studio when we do a video recording of the show. So if you ever want to put a face to the name, you can see me on YouTube. Uh, or you can just give me a call if you want to have a conversation about selling your home. 843-800-0065. That's 843-800-0065. So in, just, in finishing this, this out, we are now at the point where we've negotiated a contract. We're under contract. So what happens next? Well, there's a variety of different types of contingencies that could be included, and we certainly don't have time to cover all of them. But let's just assume for for the sake of it, keeping it simple that they don't have to sell their home before they buy yours. There's no crazy contingency. They don't want to move in before closing. They don't want to allow a, a lease back where the seller gets to stay in the home for a month or two after closing. There's nothing tricky going on. It's just you're selling and moving. They're buying and moving in. So the first thing that that person is going to do is they're going to schedule their home inspection, right? That's going to happen. And they usually have somewhere around 10 days to get that completed and a repair request sent and agreed upon. It's called a due diligence period. And so obviously they're going to use that as an opportunity to uh, inspect anything and everything they can about your house. And then it's going to be up to each individual buyer and seller as to how they deal with those repairs. Um, But I'll tell you, that's where a lot of money in this process is won or lost. And it comes down to negotiating strategy. If you've done some of the things that we talked about earlier in the show, like getting a pre-listing home inspection, even if you don't have the money to fix the things that are on that pre-listing home inspection, you can at least assign values to those things through a quote so that you've got a hard piece of evidence that that says, hey, it's not going to cost $10,000 to fix this. It's going to cost $2,200. Here's a quote. I got a guy that can do it tomorrow. But after we get through the due diligence period where there's some extra negotiating that occurs, 
Behind the scenes, the buyer is applying for their mortgage. They've got, in the contract at least, a certain amount of days to apply for the mortgage and then get approved for the mortgage. Um, Of course, the lender orders the appraisal. We've also got a termite inspection called a CL100 that occurs where they're looking for moisture uh, or termite-related damage and activity. That can be yet another point of negotiation, as can the appraisal. While all that's happening, the closing attorney is putting together your file. They're doing a title search. They're making sure that you're the actual owner of the property. They're getting everything ready for the new buyer to take ownership. Outside of that, that's about it. And we've got a fantastic closing coordinator named Linda that takes our clients through that process and quarterbacks it. I'm still, of course, uh, there checking everything and, and negotiating when need be. But that's the process. Start to finish, folks. So hope you guys enjoyed that. We'll do one on buying a home as well, but we are out of time. So if you'd like to reach out to me, you want to have a conversation about real estate, you want to learn more about our incentives or working with our team, my number is 843-800-0065, 843-800-0065, or listingsincharleston.com. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy your weekend. Join us for another edition of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show next Saturday morning at 9 and Sunday morning at 10. Contact Brian Beatty online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Or call him at 843-400-8009. That's 843-400-8009.